We all see our country, I think, as divided. And even after this election, we still see it as divided. But the way that we combat that is through connection, right? We got to address the suburban women problem because it's real. Welcome to the Suburban Women Problem, a podcast for red, wine, and blue. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Amanda Weinstein. I'm Jasmine Clark. I'm Rachel Vindman. And you're listening to the Suburban Women Problem. This week is Thanksgiving, so we don't have a regular episode. Instead, we want to share what we are thankful for and place some messages from you about what you're thankful for, too. It's kind of like we're all sharing a big community Thanksgiving toast to joy. I love it. Yay. All right. So I'll start us off. So I am especially thankful, especially coming off a campaign for grandparents. Man, (laughs) do I love me some grandparents. They are the secret sauce that helped us manage our lives and campaign uh, from Grammy, Grampy, Grandma Bonnie, Grandma Pat, and Grandma Barbara, right? There are so many grandparents that support our just general lives that deal with so much stuff from last minute sleepovers, pickups for ninja class, dinners with kids, taking kids to Sunday school. I mean, I could you know, go on and on and on. The list of unpaid work that they help (laughs) us with is pretty long. So I am definitely thankful for grandparents. I love that. Me too. Mom, you want to come say hi? (laughs) I have my mother-in-law here right now. Oh, that's so cute. This is Grandma Bonnie. Grandma Bonnie, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. How are you? Hi. Hi, Grandma Bonnie. How's it been like with the kids? Um, Good. <laughs> Slow paced, relaxing. Oh, yes. She's definitely. ready. She's ready for a vacation. <laughs> I've had lots of sleep, lots of sleep. No interrupted sleep at all. No kids in my bed. She's ready for a vacation, Amanda. I love that. It's been so fun. And I love listening to Amanda's uh, podcast. She's been listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma Bonnie. Aww. I love that super cute. That's a nice cameo. You know, grandparents were such a huge part of my life. We lived in the same town as my dad's parents and my mom's parents lived not very far away. And we saw them often and they were such a huge part of my life growing up. And it's really one of my biggest regrets that Ellie didn't get to know my parents. I get it. That, that I mean, that's, re- that's really hard. They're a part of you and they're a part of, you know, your family and who, even who Ellie is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard. I think so many times we envision things like the good parts. We want to always replicate that, but get rid of the bad. And yeah. life just isn't like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not possible to only keep the good and get rid of the bad as much as we want to. So her life is full and different in many other ways. She lives just on the street from Alex's twin brother. And, you know, they're a huge part of our lives. And eventually, you know, I keep threatening, but eventually we will move somewhere else and there will be other people in her life. And, um, you know, but I, I think it's important to remember that, that even though we don't have exactly what we want, it doesn't mean that it's not rich and full, right? All at the same time. And that's something that's, you know, really hard for me. And I think, you know, when I was thinking about what I'm thankful for, for this episode this morning, we're basically celebrating three years since Alex's public testimony and um, or not celebrating, but the anniversary of that. And I think if you know, just how dramatically our life changed. And and I, I talk a lot about how I mourn that life because 
I I miss so much of being a military spouse and the predictability and everything. But then in the mornings when we're both home with Ellie, when she's going to go to school and when she comes, the carpool comes to pick her up and she says to Alex, are you going to go outside with me? And he's like, of course I am. And just, I can tell just that joy that comes to her. So there's still beauty in the different, even if it's not what you want it to be. And it's taken me it's not the plan. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yep. Almost 49 years to embrace this. I will also say like you find your family and your family might be uncles, aunts, grandparents, or it yep. might be cousins. Right. But it also might be your neighbor. So we also, yeah. I mean, the same thing, you know, the same thing about like, we have some neighbors here that I consider to be family and mm-hmm. moving away from them would be I have devastating. Yes. I've had that a lot of times and and I've moved away from them because of the military, but they're still part of our lives. And you look back at that season in your life and how special those people were to you. And, um, you know, and they might cycle back into your life at different times, but it's, I think that's just something that comes with age and embracing those things. But I've definitely learned and I'm very thankful for this lesson that it doesn't, have to be exactly what you wanted for it to still be beautiful and wonderful. And um, you can mourn something and still be happy with where you are at the very Mm -hmm. same time. And it sounds a little confusing, but if you let yourself and you sit with it for a minute, you can see that you you can hold both those things at the same time and still be tremendously satisfied and happy. And I think getting to that place and kind of just being okay with all of it is really what, what I'm most thankful for. I feel that. I feel that about the military uh, people we know too, that leaving the military was really hard for us, that it was, it was a different kind of family and community. Mm -hmm. And we, and we do miss that. Um, I'm sure similar to the way uh, Rachel, you and your husband do that. That's hard. uh, But you know, we connect to it in a different way now and have made, you know, different connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right. So I'm trying to think of what I'm thankful for. Uh, last week, I talked about how I'm thankful for winning my election. Um, for today, though, I think I want to focus more on my family as well. I'm thankful for quality time with my family. And that's just because I genuinely do not have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like time is not something that I can, I just have laying around on the kitchen <laughs> counter, you know, waiting to, <laughs> waiting for me to pay attention to it. Like, no, I, I really don't have it. And so I really cherish the moments where I get to watch my daughter play in her basketball game. And she's been doing very well, by the way. She's been having an excellent season. My daughter, Nora, started playing basketball and she absolutely loves it. She is not good at it. I won't, you know, if you meet her, don't tell her this. She's not good at it, but she loves it. (laughs) But she loves it. And she has not liked any other sport she's tried. So it is so fun to see her face light up when she gets out there. Even when she misses a shot, she's like, that's fine. I'll try again. Yeah. (laughs) Good good job, girl. Uh, She should have a conversation with Jada because Jada definitely does not get, is not happy or not even like, no one's happy when they miss a shot, but like Jada gets really in her feelings about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, like she's just really growing as an athlete and I I really love watching it. I also um, am thankful for my son. He doesn't live with me all the time. So I don't get to see him as much, but you know, my son is a teenager. He is 16 years old and he makes it a point to call his mama 
and oh, FaceTime me. You have me. done well. And, mm-hmm. you know, guys, sometimes I'm like, oh, what is he calling for? And he literally be like, oh, I don't want anything. What are you doing? And I'm just oh. like, I love that so much. It like really makes my heart smile that my 16 year old son is like, I want to talk to my mom. And also just like time with my dad and also with my mom, just family in general. I'm a very like family oriented person and, you know, getting the opportunity to spend that time with my family is like really, really important to me. And I want to pass that down to my kids mm-hmm. that, you know, just family time. And we've, we've been talking about family and what that definition is. And it can be different for different people. Mm-hmm. I just want my kids to cherish you know, those types of moments, because this world can be brutal. Mm -hmm. Going through an election is brutal. Mm -hmm. You know, going into a runoff is brutal. But there are people surrounding you, like my neighbors across the street that were so sweet. They bought me flowers and a card after my election. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm thanking them. And they're literally just like, they're, they're like, super excited. And, you know, that's family to me, even though we don't share any blood by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. So I just enjoy that. I cherish that so much. So I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful for the time that I get with my family. Even if it is limited, I cherish it so, so much. You know what I I think is so important about that when I'm listening to you is that a lot of us in this journey that have, you know, lost friends or just had encounters with, with people in this crazy political discourse, is that I think the right really tries to co-opt that sense of family and, you know, values and certainly religion. Um, They've certainly tried to co-opt that, but it exists on both sides. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think it's, it's important to celebrate that in yourself and whatever form family comes to you. But, you know, you're right that this is, a crazy world and and loneliness is a problem for a lot of people mm-hmm. just go out there again it might not look like what you thought it was going to look like but making connection and having connection with people is so important and and i encourage everyone to do that to be open and and let's let's connect because i think that's another thing that we've really learned in having these conversations with people is that um we've got to listen and we've just got to extend that hand and let everyone know that we don't we are not going to agree on everything but it doesn't keep us from from being nice and 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 even if the other side is not i mean that doesn't control our actions again right. it is taking care of what you can control which is yourself and that humanity. And when we think about, we, we all see our country, I think Mm -hmm. is divided. And even after this election, we still see it as divided, but the way that we combat that is through connection, right? Not, not feeding into it. Yes. The day after the election, you guys, or the week, you know, the the next week I watched stuff and I was like, are these people living in the same country as I am? And, (laughs) and it was, I mean, you know, it's crazy, but at the same time, they have been fed so much garbage. Right. And so like, have a little bit of grace. There's no reason to sit and and be abused or listen to abuse. And I'm not saying that, but, you know, take into account that, that people really believe this and there's going to be an element of deprogramming. And, you know, just Mm -hmm. as you realize the whole thing isn't falling apart, but give them a minute. And um, some of it is faith and faith in people. Yeah. Like when, and I think if you put in the time and like, and I know Jasmine, you've probably seen on the doors, you put in the time and uh, you do a little FaceTime with people 
and they might come around more than you think. Like they might not change who they are, but I think, I don't know, like if we have a little more faith in humanity, but it takes that time and you have to heal. Yes. And heal it. And so even, uh, so my husband and I, when we were, um, in Montreal, taking a little break on my conference, we were like, Oh, should we get the kids something like a little toy or something? And I was like, no one, they don't need any more toys. (laughs) But like, also, I think there's like a, you know, kids really want your, your presence, not your presence. Right. Yeah. And so we got there and our kids were asked, like, hey, can we do a game night? And we had, you know, time for a game. But still, it was that time. And I think they appreciated like that, you know, board game we played more than. Oh, that's totally me. I would be your kids. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, this this toy is great. But what would really be fun is if we all played Uno. Because that's yes. what I want to do. So I'm I'm that. I'm like, I think I'm like that just in like life though. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like a more of a quality time person because I feel like things can sometimes go away. They fade, they get lost, they get thrown in a drawer. But time is something that you just, you know, you can't really get it back. So cherish it. Well, now I think we need to share some of our voicemails from listeners about what they're grateful for. Do you guys want to hear them? Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Hi, everybody. My name's Jen Coleslaw, and I'm calling in from Northern Virginia. And I wanted to let you know that I'm thankful for the fact that no matter what is going on in my neighborhood or my town or my state or my country or my world, that there will always be people fighting with me and for me. Thank you. Happy holidays. Hi. I am so thankful that the American people have made their voices very loud and very clear that they are not going to stand for um, the kind of election-denying fallacies that uh, a lot of the more extremists in the Republican Party have been pushing. And I am really thankful that the young voters turned out and voted in huge record numbers. And I'm also super thankful that American women said, no, you cannot come for our fundamental human rights and our reproductive freedom and our bodily autonomy, period. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for democracy. So uh, that's it. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, this is Stacy from Bay City, Michigan, and I am thankful for all the politicians that are trying to fight the good fight, even though they are criticized 24-7, threatened, and made fun of, and have to constantly defend their compositions. I'm also thankful for the Gen Zs and the Millennials that came out to vote on this past election and for your podcast in educating me in the the topics and current fights that we have going on today. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is Nancy from Minnesota. I'm grateful for many personal things, for good health and amazing family and good friends. But this year, I am especially grateful for a country that stood up and did the right things. We're not perfect. We have a long way to go before all in this country are valued and can thrive. But as citizens, we came together to say no to the greedy, power-at-all-cost people who would use this country for their own personal gain. Our democracy held by a thread, but it held. We have so much work yet to do, but we have taken a big step in the right direction. 
and for that I am thankful. Hey, this is Jill. I was just calling to share what I'm thankful for, and I would say this year more than anything, it's community, and especially my local community that is organizing and standing up against extremists in our school district. I am incredibly thankful for them and appreciate them so much. Thanks. Bye. I am grateful for you because you use your intellect and energies to remind us all what is important, what is decent and just, and what is at stake. Thank you for empowering us to all go for it. I'd like to say that I am thankful for the three of you and the Suburban Woman Problem podcast. You have given women hope and a voice, and I am very grateful to you. Thank you. I am thankful for Red, Wine, and Blue. I am thankful, so thankful, you guys, for helping. I live in Michigan, and it was dark for a while, but you've made it great. So happy Thanksgiving, and here we go. Well, hello, everyone. It's Katie Paris, the founder of Red Wine and Blue. Thank you for doing this. I love a good gratitude practice, and I'm so grateful for all of you. What I want to share that I am most grateful for in this moment, just a week and some change after the midterm elections, is just so much gratitude for the women in the Red Wine and Blue community who have taken a leap of faith on this wild ride together, building this fierce community of women who, many of whom had never done anything political before, never stepped out of their comfort zones in quite this way before, but they, they, they did it out of knowing that they had that fierceness inside. They have stepped up so many times in their lives for their kids, for other people in their community, and they found them, they found it in themselves to do it in a big way in these last months. I pinch myself every day, honestly, to even believe that we have hundreds of thousands of women doing this with us in this community. I'm just so grateful not to be alone on this journey of red wine and blue. I haven't felt alone for a minute and it just gets better every single day. Thank you all. Love you all. Well, thanks again so much for listening and for being part of this community. Enjoy your holiday week, and we will see you again next week on another episode of the Suburban Women Problem.